last time on Join the Party. The best friends ran their errands. Phoebe binds and kills Frederick the Frog for good, enchanting her bow with his skin and frog facts. Carrie Ann and Les meet Avery, a camper who lived for so long underneath the big gym, they fused with the stuff down there. Carrie Ann, for one, was uh, pretty freaked out by that. Avery gave her the first camp handbook, which had a series of symbols written in the back of the book. An eyeball, a log, a tombstone, two quarter rest symbols, a four-leaf clover, a paw, a tree, a sun, and a wall. Is this finally the time we're going to have a musical episode? Let's get the party started. report now wow (laughs) i am professionalizing a little bit more the lunch today is meatloaf waffles i feel no way one way or another no it's just meatloaf i know so weird springer okay Uh, springer get fired what happened to springer springer get broken up with springer (laughs) everyone stop checking it on springer they're fine and also, everyone get excited for the Saberwing musical. Oh, no. It's the highlight of the summer drama season. Oh, no. <laughs> we still don't know what the musical is, but I hope it's interesting. The Prince of Egypt, good, wicked, bad. I don't like it when they pretend to fly. <laughs> Just makes me feel bad. <laughs> is he jealous? Yeah, I'm, of course I'm jealous. All humans want to fly. What happens? You look out the window and you look at birds and you're like, I wish I was that instead of this human coil I'm stuck upon. That's true. I do wish Big that. Big mood. Yeah. Yeah. What would Springer's version of the pre-show cell phone announcement be? I guess it doesn't apply at camp, but like, does Springer do this sort of like, Hey kids, stop it! <laughs> Good. <laughs> like That's that? it. Yeah. And then it's like if it was in the Heights, Springer says it in Spanish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then if Springer says it in front of Hamilton, it's Old English. Old American Brandon. I said a true thing. That does happen in the Heights. Brandon's just lying again. What would Springer do if they had to rap it in front of Hamilton, Eric? My name is Springer over here to say I love the revolution in a major way. <laughs> that's right. Jesus Didn't really get Christ. the cell phone message across, but that's also good. Put your cell phones away! Stop it! Let's stop talking. We're about to start. (laughs) (laughs) All right. The Saberwing musical is the highlight of this summer. This is when the oldest age group, they really flex their muscles after doing years and years of experience doing musicals at camp. They really try to blow it out as much as possible. Hey, what musical are they doing? Eric, I was going to ask a different question, which was what musical did we do when we were Saberwings? Oh, that's Good. a great question. What musical did you all do when you were Saberwings? My Fair Lady. Good. That's pretty good. Good. And this year's The Music Man. Yeah. Classic. A classic. One of the only ones I know. <laughs> now, can I offer you in exchange a musical version of the movie Die Hard? Yes. Is sure. Die Hard out yet? Yes. Mm. <laughs> yes, it is. Interesting. <laughs> Sorry, I have a question because yeah. now Eric has put it in my head. Do they do musicals like that? Do you remember the the viral video of the little kids doing a musical version of Scarface? <laughs> yeah, what? probably. Yeah, I yeah. think it's like that. Yeah. That, I okay. mean, they can't afford real rights, so why not? So then, what was <laughs> our what was our movie? Did we do the Matrix and just did a lot of like slow mo bullet fights? Mm-hmm. Guns, lots of guns. <laughs> Work is a trap. The red pill or the blue. <laughs> <laughs> Red or blue, red, red or blue, 
red or blue, red, red or blue, ochre or peach or no, Brandon, Brandon, you're confusing fiction and real things again. That's a real musical. I really have. So, what are the three of you doing to help the Saber Wings put on their musical? I think Carrie Ann has single-handedly taken over sets and carpentry because she sure is not going to allow anybody else to get near the weird person embedded in the walls under the auditorium. Makes sense. Wow, they have a name, Amanda. Yeah, it's Avery. And if I say that name too many times, we might suddenly have a haunting on our hands. (laughs) Terrifying. Could Avery be the, like, if we did, um... What's the oh shit? Once upon a time in the woods or whatever the fuck it's called, that one into the woods, the Brandon. Yeah, into the woods. Uh, once upon a time in Hollywood in the woods. Mm-hmm. Tarantino directing into yeah. the woods. Can Avery just be the tree in the background? That'd be great. I mean, we know every theater has a ghost. We we should have seen this coming. Seriously, that's true. But yeah, no, Carrie Ann is single handedly getting all the like sets and backgrounds um, and any props that are stored under the stage because she will not let anybody else down there. The butcher paper's right there. You're so close. It's un- it's underneath this stop sign I found. A kid stole at some point. Avery became became a, a bad Nick Cage. <laughs> <laughs> Phoebe, surprisingly, is in charge of the choreography. Oh, okay. Which you wouldn't guess, but Phoebe did take dance classes and was almost on the cheerleading squad. So she's actually quite versatile when it comes to, like, movement. I like it. Great. What does that look like? A five, six, seven, eight. Okay. And a bunch of kids go step to the right. Step to the left. Grapevine. Oh. <laughs> Julia, I was just like, grapevine, look. Box step. <laughs> Reverse box step. Charlie Brown. And then John McClane goes here. <laughs> oh, my God. Who's the kid that plays the cop? That would be a great role. I shot a kid. Well, because it's, because it's a Saber Wing musical, I feel like they do. And this happened in my, my camp all the time. They really tried to blow it out as much as possible. So it's like. Reginald Vale Johnson's character, like literally, there's a second stage, like on the other side of the auditorium, wow, or of the of the big gym. So wow. like they set up like a one, it, it like it's a real theater in the round situation. Wow. wow. Please, Eric, get it right. It's Reginald John Vale Johnson. <laughs> Brandon, again, you're mixing up fake and real people. Brandon, I'm concerned. Did you take the blue pill this morning? I took the blue pill, and now I'm here. <laughs> now I know kung fu. Ha. I know that this is the oldest age group, but I am just picturing like five and six year olds sort of like playing office drones in the background and like the beginning of the Matrix sort of scene setting, you know, for before we burst through and they're all in like rags and fishing nets and being like, I have a buzz cut and I work on a ship. (laughs) (laughs) Amanda, how long has it been since you saw the Matrix? A few months. Okay. I don't want to know. Oh, I do want to know. Yeah, I think during the scene where Neo bursts forth from the the cell, um, somebody just has a garden hose with like their thumb over it. (laughs) Incredible. First child nudity in any camp play. What's up? But it's just the ass. What's Les doing? Well, how is Les contributing? Uh, Les, I'm not 100 percent sure because Les is definitely can't sing. Like for sure, Les can't sing. Like, he's kind of the person that's there for, like, moral support, but, like, in order to have a job, he, like, does the, like, catering, for lack of a better word, like, the craft, like, the snacks and making sure everyone gets lunch and yeah, make sure no one, like, anyone who needs water while they're on stage because it stays hydrated. Brandon, Les is the assistant stage manager. Yeah. Yeah, that. I like that. I think it's funny. Can you tell which of us has never been in a play? <laughs> you can just run up snacks to people. I think that's okay. Brandon, you're the one that's like feeding the little kids their lines when they forget them at the side of the <laughs> stage, right. being like, I shot a kid. That's your line. I shot a kid. <laughs> and then during the first actual showing of the stage, he's off on the side stage repeating all the lines like wordlessly with a tear rolling down his cheek. Oh, exactly. You exactly. memorize everyone's lines to keep the yes. lines? That's yes. so sweet. <laughs> I shot a kid. <laughs> <laughs> Something, something, steak, girl in a red dress, something. Okay, hold on. 
which play are we doing? Because it's is it Die Hard or is it Matrix? <laughs> you guys did the Matrix as campers. This okay. is currently Die Hard. Okay. You were right. <laughs> oh, we're it. actually doing Die Hard? I thought we yeah. were going to yeah, do yeah, it, yeah, yeah. whatever Amanda suggested. No, no. But Eric, because Jane hurt his leg, is he the director? Who's directing this play? Yes, usually Jane directs, but this is actually going to be one of the counselors of the Saber Wings, who is Claudius Doom. That's a fucking cool name. Yeah. He is 5'4". He wears a button down every day. It is usually a Hawaiian shirt, but now it is a flowy blouse. You got it. It's a flowy white blouse. He's wearing jodhpurs because he thinks that's what directors are supposed to wear. Did I date him in high school? What's happening here? Yeah, you dated him before Jake, yeah. (laughs) He has his hair slicked back, and he he has glasses on a chain. (laughs) All right, people, we're going to take this from the top. Russians, I need more, we, you know, I need more vague Eastern European accents. John McClane, your feet hurt. There's glass in them. Jump around. Also, are you going to shave your head before? Great, great, wonderful. Now, is it a problem that neither I nor Les has ever seen Die Hard? <laughs> no, it's not a problem. It's fine. Yeah. I mean, it's a personal problem, but we'll let it slide. Right we'll now. figure it out. <laughs> it's like, hey, CITs, I need you here right now. Everyone, hey, CITs, CITs. And uh, this is all the three of you and, of course, the group of other CITs. There are a lot of kids that are working uh, to help get the Saber Ring musical come together. So Jenny and Conway and Dougie Juice are all there as well. Guys, guys, before we join the group, did you guys know that Conway and Jenny are dating now? What? They're dating. I mean, I kind of figured. What? I saw them holding hands. Oh. Wow. My God. Wow. Wow, that's the that's the biggest news I've I've heard since that's the biggest thing I've seen and or heard or or experienced since we started going to camp. It's big <laughs> camp news. You know, big I thought we understood news. Conway after like all of the stuff that we realized, but now I realize that that kid's a mystery to me, man. They're they're a fascinating person. Yeah, I love it. Jenny and Conway come bounding in from outside in, through like a garage door. It's like, sorry, we were kissing. I was about <laughs> to ask if they were kissing. <laughs> <laughs> what a power move. Carrie Ann has like a notebook of power moves and writes that one down. <laughs> Dougie Juice rolls out from underneath the bleachers with a pillow. I was going to say, like, the one thing yeah. that got Dougie Juice out of his bed is apparently a uh, musical, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Dougie, do you have carbon monoxide poisoning? I've been reading about it. <laughs> It makes you sleepy. What? <laughs> Have you been seeing ghosts or hearing voices? That's uh... also carbon monoxide. <laughs> you three are so fucking dumb. <laughs> I hate <laughs> all of you individually and as a group. Sure. Sure. All right. Er- hey, everyone, come on. Collect. Listen, I need all six of you to Get it in gear. We have less than 24 hours before the musical's supposed to go on, and we are having serious, serious problems. Uh, I would like to say that all of the cast has now mastered the grapevine, so I think we're in a good place when it comes to choreography. Phoebe, did Phoebe, did Bob, Bob Fosse just teach them the grapevine? No, it was the grapevine, and then they extended their hand out really, really dramatically while it was happening. And they did a great job with it. I don't see what the problem is. <laughs> Yes, Les, you're holding your hand up. Uh, yeah, um, Dr. Doctor, uh, Director Claudius Doom, um, Triple D. Um, is it bad that I ate all the fake blood? It tasted, it tasted good. I put on top of the brownies. It tasted real good. I'm going to need you to go outside and vomit post-haste. <laughs> that is the least of my problems. Does anyone else have any issues that I need to know? Because I'm, stre- I'm having it up to here. And it comes up to, like, Les's nipples where he's holding his hand. <laughs> Sir, that's inappropriate. I'm not holding <laughs> it up to his nipples. Also, I'm why, like... Then why did you put your hand right next to Les when you did it? <laughs> I'm also 17. I, do not call me sir. Come on. How am I going to get into NYU Tish with this buffoonery happening? <laughs> there yes, was sir. a lot of real crystal champagne glasses back there. So, you know, we're we're good set-wise. We're going to cocktail tables. Like, I don't know what they used to do here fundraising-wise, but a lot of, lot of stuff back there. Uh, do something with it, Carrie. Take him out. <sighs> Claudius. 
Um, this I wanted to make this joke a while ago, but I just wanted to hard cut to Carrie Ann as camp director uh, at the age of 38, and she walks into the cafeteria for the first time to welcome the campers, and she says, "We were kissing." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also on the notebook is carrying a large coffee, <laughs> being a single mom, wearing a lot of keys, multiple <laughs> lanyards. It's just a description of uh, of the director, really. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 I hope she doesn't find that because that won't be creepy. Nope, not at all. And then it's a, it's all descriptions of the director and then saying, sorry, I'm late. I was kissing. Yep. <laughs> mm -hmm. One of these things is not like the other. I'm, I'm having it up to here. And now it's up to like Les's neck. <laughs> He's standing on his tiptoes. Okay. I'm going to take a walk. I got to take a walk. I'm taking a walk. Take a walk. We're take taking five. Do you want to give us a to-do list before your walk, or I we're just figure it out? Okay. Hey, Doctor Doom, and he Les throws him a uh, a Capri Sun for his walk. Thank you. He grabs it out of the air. He, he he's trying to puncture the Capri Sun, and he's walking out the front door. You could see it's like these big these like gym double doors that can get propped open, and you could like see him out of this the little hallway outside, and then you hear <laughs> and a giant. <laughs> Bone dinosaur foot just comes down and slams into the ground. What? What? What the fuck? Phoebe, give me your premonition. <laughs> sure. Eric, did you think it would take us 18 minutes to get to this point? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah. I got an eight. What do I do on it? What are you doing on an eight? It's a great fucking question, Eric. <laughs> oh, baby. Sondheim. That's his name. <laughs> Here we go. Good job, buddy. There it is. I couldn't remember. You get clouded images of something bad that is yet to happen. Mark experience if you stop it. Clouded images. Yeah. Well, I did just see a giant bone claw come out of the sky. Yeah, Phoebe. I mean, I think you see that and then immediately you're in your head. It's all dreamlike. It's like your hand is moving, like you're on slow shutter speed and everything's all dreamy. And then you see that you're in a building and the roof gets ripped off. And then you see the same bone dinosaur foot just slam down on you and you wake up before you die. Uh... <laughs> all six of the CITs run out. And so do all of the campers as they are looking up and they see a like 30 foot tall bone skeleton dinosaur. It kind of looks like a vaguely like a T-Rex, but with somehow longer opposable arms, just kind of stomping around going. <laughs> One of the campers runs out and says, oh no, it's Bonezilla! And runs away. What? What? <laughs> is that something that's, is that a real thing? I gotta rush over to Dr. Doom and see if he's okay. Oh, he's fully flattened. He looks like a pancake. He's dead. What? Yeah. Oh, no. Carrie-Anne, you have a uh, walkie-talkie goes off in your pocket that you have uh, from the director. I'm going to, like, hold my arms out to try to, like, usher the kids back in as I, like, hold the walkie-talkie to my ear like a suburban mom with a corded telephone. Hey, Carrie-Anne, it's the director. So, we have a bit of a situation. Seems like Claudius a is dead. Yeah, that seems like that could feel, seems like something that would happen. Um, listen, uh, there's a Bonezilla walking around. We're gonna try to get something to figure that out. But can you just like keep the kids in who are doing the musical inside of the gym? Yes, that would be great. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. Uh, everyone, go inside right now. Uh, there's extra brownies in there. We're going to have a candle lighting ceremony before the play. Everyone uh -huh. get inside and we're going to get into a circle and light candles. I'm going to say all my feelings. Exactly. Great. If you have a crush on someone and you didn't tell them yet, now's the time. Start thinking about that. Okay. <laughs> I heard that candle lighting ceremonies work best in the, in the basement, right? No, less. Not no, in not, in the, the not in the basement. We don't want to go in there. No, we're going to just go on the stage. Oh, cool. Okay. Mm -hmm. We're all going to die. <laughs> I'm going to say things to I'm going to say things to kids I haven't spoken to, but I'm going to tell them I love them. Okay, Eric, I have an idea. And guys, play with me in the space and tell me if you think this is a good idea. Okay. We're going to do the candlelighting ceremony and we're going to use the kids' energy to use some big magic yes, to we create are. like a protective dome over the theater. Yes, great, we are. Great fucking idea, Julia. Yes, we are. And I am going to go into the crawl space and ask Avery for help. Okay. 
Cool. Before you do that, Carrie, let's do your beginning of mystery move. Yeah. Does Les have a beginning of mystery move now? Yeah, I would like to use the move I have called the things I've seen. Mm-hmm. When I encounter a creature or phenomenon, I may declare that I've seen it before. The keeper asks me some questions about that encounter and then will tell me one useful fact I learned and one danger I need to watch out for. What a life this 14-year-old has led. Sure. Mm-hmm. As we know, Les has watched the TV show Digimon and so has seen a <laughs> bone dinosaur before. Well, I actually asked Brandon this a few days ago, which because I was anticipating this, was that like a lot of the things that I feel like Charles Fort and the the monster monster figure outers are you know, kind of like, hey, is this popular culture thing a real thing or not? And I asked Brandon if Les believed in Godzilla or not. So I wanted to know if you've done any research or you've seen a Godzilla, like, looking into kaiju-sized creatures before. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, because obviously, like, any 14-year-old boy, you know, loves the Godzilla movies, along with lots of many other people of other different genders. Godzilla movies are are a gender and everyone loves them. (laughs) That's true. But (laughs) Godzilla is actually its own gender. Uh Uh-huh. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so he's definitely seen all of them. So he would have like looked up like what's the like mythology or like you know lore around it. Um, and I don't think he just like scientifically like how would a creature like that survive again? It's sort of the same problem of like food source problem. Yeah. But maybe he like maybe he went to like a Godzilla themed theme park or something and like saw Bonezilla and you know assumed it was mechanical. But I don't know. Maybe it wasn't. I like you going to a Godzilla-themed theme park because that, I'm sure that exists somewhere or Naturally. did at some point. Yeah. He went to Japan with his family and, when he was like 12. Yeah. Yeah, and they only went to Godzilla-themed things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I think the thing that you learn is that Godzilla, once all the, death, the destruction is out of the way, is like either it's a creature who has a problem and is like, hey, stop doing this bad thing to me, or it's another creature that's being controlled by something else. So they're, when you're, you're dealing with kaiju or monsters of very large size, they always have a reason for what they're doing. However, you can't ask them because they're too busy being destructive monsters. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I think that is the thing. He's like, there's always a reason of what's happening here. And it's usually very concrete. And I don't want to say simple, but it's straightforward. Like for Godzilla, it's like, hey, you guys dropped a nuclear bomb near me and I'm pissed. Like, and you, and you overfished the waters. You know, and he's like, "Stop with the nuclear arms race!" Rah! Right, exactly. And there's also always wanton destruction that happens. Yes. Yeah. Did you like my impression, Julia, of Godzilla? It was great. <laughs> it sounds like every Godzilla movie I've seen, so <laughs> makes sense. Wonderful. Okay. Yes. Let's go back to the things y'all want to do. Uh, I rolled a seven on my beginning of sect move, so I have to get a mission associated with the mystery, and if I do it, I'll get info or help. Is this one keep the kids safe? I would say that the the director would say, Hey, try to keep everyone calm. We're figuring this out. I don't know any other skeleton guy that's existing here. So if you want to go deal with Steven, I would love it if you did that. That would be really helpful. That would be very helpful to me. Shit. I'll add it to my list, sure. Thank you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, getting sassy. Sorry, Carrie, I didn't hear you. It sounded like someone else took the took the walkie-talkie from you. Yeah, it was Dougie. Um, no problem. Bye. Okay. <laughs> so that's that's a little another crumb for you. Is that it's like, hey, skeleton, skeleton? That's probably bad. That just sounds like like someone putting a pattern together that may not necessarily be a pattern. You know, we'll see. The director knows more than us about stuff. I do also just want to say that um, Carrie Ann went to the Lost and Found in between when we first met Avery and, and now Uh-oh. and got a children's backpack in the shape of a turtle shell uh, and is wearing it with the old camp handbook inside it. So as soon as they get all the children in there, she is going to reach back. She's like been doing arm stretches to train herself to like take the book right out of her backpack without taking off the backpack. Exactly. Like when you are able to like itch between your shoulder blades and she furiously pages through to see if there's anything to do with skeletons or dinosaurs or monsters. Sure. Why don't you investigate a mystery here? Yes, baby. All right. I got 10 plus one for an 11. Wonderful. Good job. Nice. Uh, I also can tell you, since this is a phenomenon, you get some different questions that you get to ask. 
The questions are usually, what happened here? What sort of creature is it? What can it do? What can hurt it? Where did it go? What is it going to do? What is being concealed here? A lot of those you can't really do because you already know what it is. There's a big Bonezilla happening, right? The other questions you have are, how is the phenomenon doing this? What could fix it, cure it, or slow it down? How far does the effect reach? And what will be affected next? What do you guys think? We got two questions here. What will be affected next would be helpful. Um, I think maybe how is this phenomenon doing this? Like if like if there's something animating or agitating creature. I take mine back. Yeah, I think we should do the first two. How is it doing this and how well would fix it or slow it down? Sound good to you, Julia? Yeah, I think so. Because I don't think how far does the effect reach is useful in this scenario. Because it's the stride of one Godzilla. Yeah. <laughs> right. And like the the only, like, I can make an argument for what will be affected next and that like what will be targeted next. But right. because Phoebe's goal is to make sure these kids don't get fucking murdered by a giant Godzilla, I think that's less of an issue for her. So the first two, definitely. Cool. Uh, wonderful. I'm going to keep these in our pocket once we resolve and once you find more, but I will answer them very shortly. But I really want to do is I want to do this big magic with Phoebe. Yeah. Hey, it's Amanda. I absolutely love the feeling of wearing an outfit that's all black because I am a New Yorker through and through. But then, because it's cold enough outside, I can just pop on a beanie and a scarf as my pop of color, and I feel stylish. I feel like I have a composed outfit on, but in reality, I'm just keeping my neck and my little ears warm. Welcome to the mid-roll. It's finally getting chilly, thank goodness. First and foremost, thank you to the fine, beautiful people who joined our Patreon over the last week. Alerted Toast, Adam, Mikhail, Rob, and Alchemist. Your support on Patreon, not, not just you five, but all the people who support us on Patreon, is what allows us to make Join the Party as our job weekly with no bad Tuesdays in sight. It's been almost a year since we went weekly, if you can believe it. And as we wrap up the campaign and go into campaign three, we're not taking off any time. Your support lets us put in the work now to make sure that when we launch an expansive, impressive, ambitious new project, you get the chance to enjoy it without interruption. And listen, if you can't get enough Join the Party in your life, you gotta join the Patreon. All patrons get Party Planning, our bi-weekly bonus podcast where we play games, give advice, and just have a good time with one another just for patrons. You can get ad-free episodes, bloopers, even one-on-one time with Eric, or a private one-shot with all four of us. It's so good. But best of all, in my opinion, is your golden ticket all patrons get to the single best place on the internet, and that's Join the Party's patron-only Discord people. Every hour of the day, there are people in there sharing recipes, pet photos, stories, links, advice, and just having a good time. It is truly one of my favorite things about my job is checking the Discord first thing in the morning. I love it. Join us. It's worth it. Patreon.com slash join the party pod. It is a great day to check out another show in the Multitude Collective because pretty soon a bunch of us will be traveling, maybe visiting family or friends or heading home or seeing your friends travel and head home as you stay where you are. And it makes me really contemplative. And I love to listen to Next Stop when I'm in that kind of mood. This is an audio sitcom that Multitude made in 2020, written by Eric, directed by Brandon, and assistant directed by Julia. Directed it? You know what I mean. All about the turbulent time in your mid to late 20s when everyone's changing around you and you're kind of worried you might not catch up. Across the 10 episodes of the first season, all of which are available for you to marathon now, we follow three roommates who deal with life stuff, work, relationships, friendships, and more. They grow together as a unit no matter what life throws at them. And listen, I watched an episode of How I Met Your Mother recently that just like slammed me over the head with the fat phobia and I was like, good lord. And next stop instead is a solid 21st century sitcom that gives you something to laugh at without punching down. It's truly a thing that I so appreciate about Eric's work and about the kind of things we make here at Multitude is it makes you laugh without laughing at someone and punching down. Listen, check it out. Search for Next Stop in your podcast app or go to nextstopshow.com. 
We are sponsored this week by D&T, which our lovely community manager, Rue, has been buying and loving for years. They make incredible teas that are also incredible value for your RPG session. Listen, a huge four-ounce bag of tea is just $15, and they even have a discount for subscriptions. But the thing that makes it particularly tasty, pun intended, for Join the Party listeners, is that they are themed. So if you are going to be playing in a tavern, you can get Tavern Brawl tea. You can get the Underdark and Chill Tea, which has an Earl Grey base with lavender and vanilla notes. You can buy it for yourself, for your party, for your GM, as a gift for friends. Everybody loves something that's like a little bit nicer than they might buy for themselves. And this is an affordable but also lovely thing that you can buy your friends. And if you get three or more bags of tea, they have an adorable gift box with a dungeon map on the inside. So you can, you know, keep the box and save it from the recycling a little bit longer. Trust me, you're going to love it. Go to dandtea.com, where subscriptions come with 15% off if you sign up for a recurring subscription of tea. They have been so great to work with. Trust me, you are going to love it. I know I do. dandtea.com, or click the link in the description. We are also sponsored by 20-Sided Store in Brooklyn, New York. This, of course, is Join the Party's oldest sponsor and one that we are so excited to welcome back to the show. I recently uh, remembered that Catan is a good game and wanted to look at expansions and buy a copy for my house because somehow I don't have one. And you know where I went. I went to 20-Sided Store. You can shop in the actual store in beautiful Williamsburg, Brooklyn, or shop online for games, puzzles, gaming gear, notebooks, dice, dice bags, swag. They are so fun. Co-owners and co-founders Lauren and Luis were the first people to support us back when we launched. We've done live shows at 20-Sided Store. We use their swag. I use their tote bag for groceries like all the time. And it means the absolute world to send you their way to support them. You can use the code JTPCAMP, all one word, for 20% off your first purchase online. Or if you go in person, just mention join the party and they will give you that discount. Again, that's in-store in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Mention join the party or use the code JTPCAMP for 20% off your first purchase at 20sidedstore.com. Finally, the show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, I, when I'm not sure what to do in combat, uh, right when we're playing D&D, I look at my character sheet. When in Monster of the Week, I'm like, huh, what do I want to do next? I look at my playbook and I wish that that was available for my mental health as well, because there are times where I'm like, oh, God, uh, does everyone feel this way? Is this normal? Is this how it should be? Why? Why is this so hard for me again and again and again? And I wish I could flip to some handy reference manual and check it out. But you know, what I do instead is take notes on things that confuse or frustrate me, and then I talk about it with my therapist. And as an introvert who doesn't like to leave her house and also needs to talk to my therapist at kind of strange hours, either in the morning or in the evening or on weekends, I so appreciate the flexibility of BetterHelp. As the world's largest therapy service, BetterHelp has matched 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online. Plus, it's affordable. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a therapist, and if things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime. It couldn't be simpler. No more waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash join the party. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash join the party. And now let's get back to the show. So Phoebe, so you're doing the candle lighting. All the, all these thirteen year olds are running around, getting ready to tell each other their their crushes, and uh, the, you everyone pulls out candles. There are battery operated candles. Yes, I so must I think say. everyone has little battery operated candles that Phoebe hands out and is like, everyone uh, sit in a circle. All right. Phoebe then grabs some of the fake blood that Les was eating earlier and starts drawing like circles and symbols around <laughs> the kids. Great. That's metal as fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very good. It is just red cornstarch, but it is pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. Corn syrup and chocolate syrup. And sweet and a sweet and delicious treat. I think from uh, as you're arranging the kids, uh, the other group of CITs, Jenny is just like, what 
What's hap- what are What's happening here? It's what are you doing? It's a candlelighting ceremony, Jenny. You've never did one of these before? Mine doesn't involve blood on the floor. Uh, it's just for ambiance, okay, Jenny? <laughs> if we're sacrificing a camper, you need a form. We're not sacrificing... <laughs> what? Wait, what form do I Wild need to sacrifice to a camper? Wow. The sacrifice <laughs> a requisition form. Okay, well, we're not doing <laughs> Jenny. Oh, my God. It, the three of you don't know anything. Jenny, oh. have you been keeping forms from me? No, it's on the same forms. Oh, my God. I'm not dealing with this. Conway, let's go. And Conway turns into a Kelpie. And Jenny just does a full running start and hops up onto Conway. And Conway goes, runs around, gains speed, pulls Dougie up on the back of the Kelpie. And Dougie's facing backwards. Where are you guys going? (laughs) We're going to save the camp. As Dougie Juice gives you all, all three of you both middle fingers and rides out into the camp. Now, I'm going to turn to my friends and say, look, I don't, I don't want to quarrel here, but uh, I'm pretty sure Jennifer and Dougie Deuce are going to be stuck to that horse. So yeah. I don't know what they're going to be able to do. Did any of the campers notice? No, they're too busy writing down their crushes on pieces of paper. And the lights are off and the candles are on. <laughs> they can't see that. Yeah. Also, wow. all of their eyes are glowing purple. So that also probably is That's helping. also not like super helping with their visual cues here, but... Yeah. Um, I'm going to just let our downstairs neighbor know what's happening here so that they're not disturbed. I'll be right back, okay? Oh, okay. okay uh, do, are you, you feel safe and cool? You, are you good? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, we figured out that the, the stage, that the trap door in the prop room goes right down to the, the okay, area. Cool. So be right back. All right. Just shout. Uh, if, you, if something goes wrong, shout, uh, Eric, what's a lie from Die Hard? Uh, say ho, ho, ho. Uh... Yeah, just scream ho, ho, ho if you need help, okay? Or you be Kaye, motherfucker, that could work too. We can't use that language at camp. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's a very good point. Hey, Les, that's on me. I'm not being a good role model. That's on me, bud. That's on me. Uh, As you're running out there, Phoebe, you've arranged the campers. There's like 50 campers here. That's more than enough life energy to start creating a large... Dome, I don't know for, hey, for all the Jews out there, this is like a, it's like a big sukkah hut. It's a dome, but it's topped with leaves and vines, and oh, you can cool. kind of see the sky through it. Hey, Phoebe. What's up? Um, I, know, I know that I've been, um, uh, let's say, uh, less than helpful in the past about your magic, but I just Your name that. is Les! That's funny! I love, <laughs> I love Jeremy! Okay. But, um... But uh, I want to say that I I am supportive of you and you're kicking ass. And um, would it be helpful if I'd made spooky noises? What would be? Uh, Do you want to lead the kids in a rendition of as we go Go on, on. we We remember all the times we together and all the kids start seeing that and that's what keeps the the spell going yeah. <laughs> which and if the, as long as they're still singing the graduation song which I think is five hours long that's right they it should is. be they should be fine and they should be able to protect themselves TV finds a boom box that has a skip in it that it just keeps replaying that song <laughs> over and over again on the CD that's true that's true um speaking of I do just want to this is not important to the story or anything or to the character but I did come up with the tomorrow's headline for the camp newsletter great and it's director dr zoom defeated by a dastardly dead dino and i was pretty proud of that (laughs) that's pretty good that's pretty good good. (laughs) i'm glad you did before we move on i just need i want to set the scene here and answer your investigative mystery questions because it's important that this dome comes up because the roof is ripped off of the gymnasium we did it and then you you are like face to face with the bonezilla that goes as we go and it's going to clomp down on the big it's like gnawing on the big dome and that's when you see Boom! Just a, a massive right hook out of nowhere from a giant stone hand. Yeah. Which is attached to what a, what kind of looks like the size of a pyramid with like arms and legs attached to it. And it's a giant stone Johnny. Wow. So remember, Kaiju those are the Karn. Karn fight. So it's the Karns and the Anukshuks that we were, we've talked about. It's usually when you're hiking, there's like a stack of stones in the shape of a pyramid to indicate which way you, you went. Les saw this when he was walking in the woods yes. to find the secret hideout uh, that the director went into. But this is a giant version of it that is just as big as the Bonezilla. 
that comes in with a massive right hook. And here is the phenomenon. Here's what's happening. It's not just that there's a Bonezilla. It's that two giant monsters are fighting each other in camp. The cool. Bonezilla versus the giant stone Johnny. Just like Die Hard. Let's go! So how is the phenomenon doing this? It's th That's the, what it is. It's a fight, and it's causing wanton destruction. Because you answer this question, I'm now going to tell you the custom move that I've come up for this. Uh-oh. The move is called wanton destruction. Jesus Christ. <laughs> nice. It's when, the, it's when the dinosaur throws away wonton wrappers that he's done. Oh, yeah. no. No, that's when I go to an all-you-can-eat Chinese buffet, Brandon. <laughs> there we go. That's the joke. There you that's go. Different. You that's, and I have to roll 2d6 to see how full I can get. <laughs> so I'm going to set a 10-minute timer. When the timer goes off, one of you must roll plus weird. And whoever goes, it can't repeat until everyone else goes, right? To determine the destruction of this kaiju fight. On a 10 plus, something epically d is destroyed, but it's really not that big of a deal, and it just looks really cool. Okay. okay? On a 7 to 9, a beloved person is in danger. You're going to roll on a d6 to figure out who, and you can either save them or, if you can... Oh no. oh, no. Oh, no. They're in danger. That's like the soft moving. They're in danger, okay? Eric, get okay. Tater Tot the fuck out of your mouth. Eric, you're not allowed to kill Tater Tot. No, Tater Tot's it's not safe, allowed. Right? Eric, on a six or less, <laughs> oh, no. the building you are currently in is in immediate danger, and you need, a, you need to take action or you're going to have a problem. Damn. Okay? So I'm going to start the 10 minute timer once I'm done explaining this and I answer your questions. Apropos of nothing, I just want to say uh, that, like, this is, like, important to, like, maybe our contract, but, like, I just want to put in a clause that if a dog dies ever, I quit. <laughs> <laughs> We're two for two so far on dogs not dying in our campaigns, so. Okay. True. Okay, what could fix it, cure it, or slow it down, right? Yes. So, I would say to slow it down... They are massive creatures, and you are teens. True. So only very large distractions will catch their eye. In terms of slowing it down, you have to do something pretty epic. However, since it is a fight, it's not like you're doing this alone, right? It's about, do you want to aid the Bodenzilla, or do you want to aid the Stone Johnny? Is kind of up to you. I also want to say, to add to what Les figured out from his other move, is that, of course, there's a reason why these creatures exist. Right? Who's controlling them? Why are they here? And both the Sone Johnny and the Bonezilla have a guiding purpose, whether it's their own guiding purpose or they're being controlled as an avatar for something else. Uh, Eric, you don't have to answer this, but I'm for sure. my co-players. I am curious if the that person I found in the woods is also involved somehow, or was that only Mavis Beacon teaches typing? Yeah, or if that was only mechanical. I don't know. Maybe if she is in the woods, you could go find her. I also want to say the timer will go down as the epicenter of the fight stays localized within camp. Currently, the timer's at 10, and it does descend over time. Worse stuff happens as the fight stays near More camp. and more wanton destruction happens as it continues, yes. Okay. Gotcha. I have a Hail Mary that I just thought of. I could go and try to find the Big Feet people and go try to win them over to our side and help us. Could be fun. Could be very dangerous. I think for Phoebe, she wants to find whoever is controlling the Stone Johnny mm -hmm. and, like, give assistance in that way. Because, obviously, that person is probably using magic. And Phoebe's like, I use magic, too. I can help. <laughs> yeah. I mean, carrie and Avery can stay and hold the fort down in the auditorium since we have a bit of a working relationship. But I think Phoebe, if, he, if there's any chance that Steven is involved and animating one of these two forces, it's worth either opposing him with the aid of whoever is animating the stone Johnny, which seems like it might be a protector of camp or I don't know, maybe he can be persuaded to help. You know what? I changed my mind. I want to do, yes, I love all of this. I want to run up to the director and just lay it all on the table that I saw them go behind a stone wall in the Stone Johnny path, and maybe that's connected, and maybe there's something in that chamber that will help us or tell us a little bit of something. Do it. Cool. What order do you want to do all that? I think that the first thing we should do maybe is Carrie Ann because she was on the way. Sure. Yeah. 
All right. Boom. All right. The timer starts now. Ten minutes until the next wanted destruction. All right. So as the kids are sitting on the stage, beginning to tell each other uncomfortable truths about their feelings, Carrie Ann is going to, um, at the, the back of the stage wall is a little closet that holds all of the like props and breakables and, you know, like swords and things that we use um, for plays. And in there is a trap door. Um, she's going to open it up and whisper down, hey, hey, Avery, can you make your way up here at all? And stop and listen and see if Avery can shift the mountain of stuff to come any closer. No. What? <laughs> I'm literally a part of what? No. That's my whole thing. Okay, I'm just, I'm kind of supervising some kids um, up here, so I can't come all the way down. But, um. Okay, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. And you hear some rustling and some rustling. And then you see that, like, a big tube of tennis ball cans. Great. Like, are, are taped to each other. And it kind of goes <laughs> all the way. And you got to put your ear up to it and be like, I can't hear and talk at the same time. Also, I'm extended as far as I can. There's a bumper of a, of a golf cart in my ribs. I love this invention. So smart. We will definitely, like, pass notes and stuff at a different time. Um, I'm just going to say Please over. Do. We can't speak and talk at the same time. Oh, sorry. I was, okay, okay, I'm listening. <laughs> gotcha. I, I'm going to say over when I'm done, okay? Over? That sounds great. Over. It's like having friends. I love it. Over. Avery, I am your friend. Over. Okay, I understand that you're probably having a visual reaction I can't see right now. Okay, um, so basically there's like a giant um, skeleton dinosaur uh, fighting what looks to be one of those giant um, like uh, like cairns from the, the woods. Um, so They're called Stone Johnnies. It's in the glossary of the handbook. Um, I'm so sorry. I stayed awake reading until I fell asleep last night, but I did sleep. Um, and oh, how far just... did you get? How far did you get? Um, I got about halfway. Over. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we forgot about the overs. Over. Oh, sorry. Over. Uh, it's okay. Over. I forgive you. Over. We're friends. Over. <laughs> We're not. Our friendship is over. Over. No, 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 no. Like. Oh God. Okay. <laughs> Eric is doing Eric's a little dance. Do a little Just some old timey jokes. Go ahead. Um. I need some help making sure that these kids don't get eaten by these big fights. Slash, is there anything that you know that could be causing, I don't know, like a pile of bones to become a big dinosaur or a pile of rocks to become a giant over? I don't know about anything specifically. I think if you look in the handbook, maybe you could ask, maybe if there's something in there. Over. Over. Okay, yeah, I'll do that. Don't um, say, oh, I... I, I can't remember. I don't even know what this is a reference to. What is this? Why do you say over? Um, it's it's like a thing from the military that definitely existed when you were a kid, whenever that was over. Oh, we definitely <laughs> hid below desks and things. Yeah, over. Okay, so um, what I just need is like if there's anything trying to compromise the integrity of this building, if there's any like force and connection with camp that you have forged over your um, decades of being kind of one with camp, it would be really helpful if you um, helped like protect these children that I've been charged with over. I can try. I can hopefully, I feel the vibrations throughout camp. There are some large boys walking around. Are those, are those trucks? Are th it's like entire buildings are moving. Can you sense where it where the energy is starting? I can sense them moving around. It seems there's a massive tussle happening. Yeah, is there any is there anything you want me to like have them go destroy cuz I feel like my friends could definitely lure them away. Like that camp across the lake, they're kind of bad, right? I can only <laughs> I can't make them go across the lake. I only feel their senses here, but hopefully I can keep them from hurting anyone who's... I Hopefully I can keep them from hurting anyone who needs it. Thank you. Do you want some almonds? I have a bunch in my pocket. Yes, yeah, send them through the tube. <laughs> and Carrie Ann drops a handful of almonds in the tube. I'm eating these almonds over. They're delicious. Okay, thanks. I'm going to close the door over. If they you fell out the bottom of my body. I should have thought of that. Oh, well, then you should eat them again. Never ending almonds. I can't. They're on the. They're on the ground. Over. I can't reach them. Okay. Over. I'll. I'll try to send in. Um. Like a cute hamster or something. I'll. I'll work on it. 
Thank squirrels you. are going to eat the <laughs> crap out of Avery. Shoot. I'll name him Diogenes. Great. Oh my god. Over. A cute little like squirrel named Diogenes who's like the assistant helper person to Avery. Oh, I love that. That's pretty cool. Honestly, that's pretty cool. Right. Please do that. I love it. Okay. And then Carrion um, lays a little trail of almonds from the outside into the tube in case a, a chipmunk or a squirrel yeah. runs by. I'm going to say if Carrion rolls for wanton destruction, I will give you plus one forward. Using the vibrations that Avery can control within camp, hopefully cool. he can keep from destroying anything uh, anything special. Cool. But only if Carrie Ann does it. Okay, so what do you all want to do? I think Carrie Ann also, if, if you want to check the book, I think uh, that might also help. And you can roll for a sharp move as well. Any of you can roll for a sharp move as you're, as you're reading through the book. Can I toss my book to Carrie Ann and be like, cross-reference! As I run out the, <laughs> the door to, to find Director Lowe. Will that help us, or is that not necessary? No, I think that I think that's <laughs> no. It's a lot. It's a lot of books. I think you have a very a very wide range of uh, of information here. Who wants to? I think someone else should investigate a mystery. Uh, I'll do it. Yeah, Phoebe loves to read. Uh, Phoebe loves reading. That's Phoebe can read the fastest fact. out of all of us for sure. That's true. That's true. Knows how to use an index. Plus my sharp. That is a ten. Ooh. Oh, I love the idea that you're that Les is running ahead and Carrie Ann is running backwards while holding the books and flipping it. <laughs> oh yeah, we got really good at it when we were in the nurse's office. Cool. <laughs> Carrie Ann, very stable arms. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, so again, you have these two questions here, and since you rolled a ten, you can either ask me two questions that are written down or one of your of your choosing. Hmm. Flavor-wise, this is what I'm thinking. Like, maybe Phoebe can sense the, like, magical tether from either the Bone Godzilla to what's controlling it or from the Stone Johnny to what's controlling that. I think that's fair to tell you both because one is pretty obvious. Bones to bones. It is Steven is behind this, definitely. Damn. great. Like, you could see that the, the Bonezilla is, like... Um, Does he have, like, watermelon vines around his ankles? Yeah, he has watermelon Ooh. vines around his around his feet and ankles, and also he there's like a big shed where the, all the campers put their like you know if you you bring duffel bags so they store them in a shed and like it immediately goes over there and like stops on the shed and like no my bags <laughs> so definitely that's Steven. Carrie Ann, follow the watermelon vines. That'll take you to Steven. On it. Fuck you, Steven. As you are, are are hustling around this, I would also say that. Um, sorry, I'm looking at the timer. I'm distracting myself. Yeah, you're just yeah, wasting I, our time. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> just wasting your time. As you, you're flipping through the man, the the manual, and near the back there is an uh, an emergency section, uh, and there are there's like, what do you do in case of a nuclear holocaust? What do you do <laughs> if everyone turns into a vampire? What Phoebe do you has do? a panic attack reading the first line. <laughs> <laughs> what, do you, what do you do with a zombie apocalypse? Uh, and then you go like, oh, here's here's what you do in terms of a massive kaiju fight. The camp has defenses in case a massive kaiju monster comes within the camp. Please refer to your emergency. <laughs> please refer to the emergency marshal as designated in the camp, who has all of the plans and has control over the ultimate protection if a giant monster comes into campgrounds. Now, Eric, would they have told us in CIT training who was the designated emergency marshal? That's a good question. Hmm. They did tell Les that he was the kaiju marshal, but he just thought yeah, it was a fun thing that they were doing. Because I have a theory as to who it is, and it's a person I will seek out if it was not told to us. But I would say they would probably go over this, and it was just in terms of like fire. Sure. Uh, is like okay, you in come the like, event of a fire in drill, the you're in charge of getting your cabin out to the lake, and then at the end of the fire <laughs> drill, the fire marshal huh, is going to tell you it's safe to go back. Wow, so Amanda, you're the fire us. marshal for multitude. Is that what you're telling I was, us? I was, I was a designated fire safety person when I worked in the bank. That's yeah. nice. <laughs> I was a fire safety person in my old job before Multitude. Cute. Wow. <laughs> I wanted to be involved. Cute. And that's why we're all dead and ghosts now. And that's why we're all ghosts. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like, okay, and then uh, everyone make sure that you check in with Assistant Director Z, who is the fire marshal. That's what I fucking thought, bitch. <laughs> Unfortunately, the timer for wanton destruction <laughs> has gone off. Which of you would like to roll plus weird? All right, Amanda, roll for it. So, and you get All a right. plus one. So I rolled an eight. My weird is two. 
So that is a 10 plus Woo. one for an 11. There you go. Good job. Okay, so for wanted destruction, something is epically destroyed, but it's not that bad that it's destroyed. What is this, What happens and what does it look like? Um, May I suggest, this isn't fun, but a utilitarian one would be to destroy the new showers where all the ooze is coming out. I was going to say the new cabin, yeah. I think it's the new cabin, yeah. It's just the whole the new cabin is destroyed? Yeah. Right, where are all the campers? Uh, they're all, uh, they, since they all have crushes on Les, they volunteered to do paint crew for the play. So they're all in the theater. <laughs> I love the idea that the, the, what the camp, the younger campers are doing. They're like, no, we don't want to do activities. We want to work with Les. Yeah. All the actors look like when you get into your parents' like makeup drawer when you're like five. Exactly. <laughs> like, they like blue eyeliner and like one spot of rouge. I like mm-hmm. it. Does someone else want to describe the epic kaiju fight that happens to destroy the cabin? Does the stone Johnny have like limbs? Yeah, he he's basically like, a, it's a stone carn that is like a stack of stones and then like arms and legs. I'm picturing Golit from Pokemon. You're similar, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm no expert here on this podcast, but I do think that one of us may be into wrestling. So I w- <laughs> I was gonna describe it, Brandon. I appreciate the plug for my wrestling love. <laughs> so I think that at some point during the fight, the Bonezilla kind of swipes at the stone arm of the stone Johnny and it like dissolves into basically a pile of boulders that smashes the new cabin yeah, yeah. and then it regrows the arm back yeah. it, Julia is it more epic if it picks up the the arm and puts it yes. back on you know what Eric it absolutely is more epic if it yeah. does that tabletop RPG storytelling baby Woo! that's how we do it <laughs> uh, incredible all right, so I'm going to start the timer again. It is still 10 minutes. Okay. okay. Phoebe is going to sprint towards where the magic is telling her assistant director Z is. Here is the interesting thing. Like, if this was a murder board, you firmly made yarn between Bonezilla and Steven, right? Right. I would not say that you have a, have a sense of where the magic is and where assistant director Z is. Interesting. Yeah. Can I use magic to see if I can connect those two things? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, that's a nine. Ooh, that's a nine. That's good. It works imperfectly. Choose your effect in a glitch. Uh, so what are you you're looking for? You want to find this, this kind of like ley line between the Stone Johnny and Assistant Director Z? Right, like the magical tie between the two. Cool. I would say, I mean, this one's pretty straightforward. I would say the effect is weakened. You know Assistant Director Z's in camp, but you can't find him. You don't know where he, you don't know where he is. Interesting. I don't know if like your Charles magic is work is, is on the fritz or you can't figure out where he is. Aw oh, dang, my Charles magic's on the fritz. Actually, what I would say is Oh no, my Fritz magic is on the Charles. Oh no. Actually, I would say as you're checking in with yourself, you can't figure it out because you don't you don't know where Charles is either. Charles? You don't feel Charles' presence as strong with you right now. Charles? No. Charles is not in charge. What's happening? No. No. Are you you there, bud? You still have all your magic, Phoebe, but you just don't know. Phoebe, Charles is not, like, in your back pocket as he usually is. But I'm really worried about Charles now. No. All right. Where are all of you going? What's happening? I'm running directly to Director Lowe's cabin. Wonderful. Is, and everyone's in chase reading the book at the same time? No, I think Phoebe is going to tear off and try to find, like, I'm sure there are, like, locations that ADZ drilled into us being like, in case of emergency, you can find me here, here, or here. So I think Phoebe's going to just try to find one of those locations. Yeah. I have a theory, but let's test this out first. Phoebe, I'm going to kill Steven, okay? Okay, uh, good luck. Great. Thanks. Aim true and aim fast. I don't know. (laughs) If you see a giant magical moose in the forest, tell him I miss him and I hope he's okay. I will. Here's my radio just in case. And I'll toss Phoebe my radio in case she can radio ADZ. Wonderful. Ooh, maybe then I'll try to radio ADZ first off before I run off to like a secondary location. Sure. Yeah, try it. Uh, excuse me. I'm raising my hand a bit over the radio. Uh... (laughs) Assistant Director Z. <laughs> the, the, the director comes on and says, Phoebe, only one of you per CIT group is allowed to have the walkie-talkie, and that's Carrie Ann for you. Right, but Carrie Ann ran off to kill Steven, so I just need to know where ADZ is really quick. 
What? Uh... Director, is ADC the giant car that's fighting right now? Phoebe, we told you to call them Stone Johnnies. Okay, is he the giant Stone Johnny that's fighting right now? All right, uh, where where are the three? Where are the three? Uh, right underneath the giant Stone Johnny and the Bonezilla. Get out of there! Come I'm to trying my, come to, to help. My, come to my office. Come, please come to my office. Okay. Oh God. Hey. hey. Julie, I don't want to correct you or anything, but I'm pretty sure he's a werewolf, so I don't think... <laughs> hey, Brandon, it's been my theory that this man is a golem since, like, episode two, so <laughs> shut up. <laughs> All right, so I guess Les and Phoebe are going to go to the director's cabin? Yes. Okay, great. Hell yeah. I don't, I don't want to put anything on you, Julia, but uh, maybe as, as we're running towards the cabin and, and uh, Les looks back and sees Phoebe running... Maybe he slows down and grabs Phoebe's hands so he can help her run to the cabin faster. <laughs> Time slows down. An acoustic cover of As We Go On swells <laughs> as your fingers graze. Phoebe gently squeezes his hand and runs behind him. <laughs> You're drafting off of Wes. Yes. <laughs> but in a cute way. From the woods, Carrie whispers, I'm missing a moment and I don't know what it is, but I'm missing it. <laughs> Incredible. I think that the two groups of you split off. Carrie Ann, you charge into the woods and fingers interlaced. Les and Phoebe run towards the director's office. <laughs>